Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. And welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. And today I have a lovely freelance groom with me called Jenny Bryan. Hi, Jenny. Hi, thank you for having me on. No worries at all. Excited to have you. Um, and how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, the sun is shining. We're on the yard. It's cold, but it's not raining. So that's always a bonus. Absolutely, because we've had so much rain recently. It's just been horrendous. But now we're tackling snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, luckily we've not had it too badly here, so it's not been it's it's been doable. We there's a lot of other people that have been worse off than we have, so yeah. we've been quite lucky. Good. Okay, so Jenny, tell me all about you. Um, so talk about like your journey to a freelance groom and sort of roughly what your day consists of. Okay, so I um, have always been around horses since I was you know three four um always done sort of the uh weekend yards you know where you go up and see the ponies at the riding schools and all of that and then so that carried on from a sort of young age and then I went to college for two three years and did all my MVQs and everything at college um from there I picked up my first freelancing job when I was 16 and I used to go into a yard before college do a couple of hours work and then do college and then go back in the afternoon. So pretty much from day dot, I've been a grafter and was up at, you know, 6am. But that's the life of horses, isn't it? It's, yeah. You can never, you can never say it's a nine to five job. Um, sort of since then, I've, I've done everything, really. I have done almost every uh, discipline you can think of. I worked in racing for a very long time, sort of seven, eight years. That was my full time job. Um, I then came out of that and went into almost free time freelance if that's what you can call it and it's, it's just sort of snowballed from there really and it's been an interesting journey at some times and at other times it's been the most amazing thing I've ever done so yeah and now we're ticking along and day to day you know I see go to about four or five different yards in a day and I work for some fantastic people uh, and I'm lucky enough to now be in uh, sort of time in my life where I can pick and choose who I work for which is great um because I obviously have a little boy who's at school who's seven now so he fits in as well and I've sort of landed on my feet with everybody now which is amazing because like I said it's been a been a bit of a journey up and down but now we're here and it's and it's brilliant yeah it is it's it's great that you have the um flexibility with your job isn't it or with a freelance role you can have the flexibility so yeah. how do you work that round with your boy then do you just work the timings out when obviously when he's normally at school and stuff <laughs> hold a cut sorry hold on two seconds my boss is standing at the window okay hello <laughs> okay that's fine okay cool Bev, uh coffee please no sugar thank you sorry tea break so they're, they're, they're the good people that you work for when they offer you coffee when it's minus two <laughs> um yes no so uh school run luckily people who I work for I was with before I had my little boy so they've just 
you know, come to terms with that. I have to drop him into school before I come to them. And that's fine because I'm with them by nine o'clock in the morning. And then some days if he wants to come with me, he'll come before school and we'll do the yard and then go off. But everybody who I work for now is incredibly understanding that flexibility is just so important Mm. because I think there are so many freelancers now who, you know, have kids and have to do school runs or, you know, have partners that go to work. So they've got to step in. So it's quite difficult now at my, I say my age, I'm only 32, (laughs) but I'm lucky enough to find people that are flexible with that. But I completely understand that there are also a lot of people who, um want somebody on the yard at seven till five seven till six six days a week and that actually is I would find now incredibly difficult to do yeah well I wouldn't be able to do it no no it is really really hard work um and what was your favorite um I I guess that's quite a hard question to answer but which discipline yard did you find was the most enjoyable or you learned the most from um Do you know what? Looking back, when I was really young and I was at a yard called West Wolves in Ashington, which is really local to me, and I was there from the age of about six until I went to college, 16, I honestly learned more at that riding school than I have done anywhere else. Um, Obviously, college was a massive, massive part of that. But I think a lot of it is just getting out there and experience Mm. rather than sitting down pen to paper learning things I mean because to this day I still learn something new every day and there'll always be times where I think I know what I'm doing but I will always call a friend to say well this has happened or can I send you a picture of this and that you always want that second opinion no matter how much you've learned and sat down and and done everything um as for most enjoyable honestly now I enjoy um working for private yards family homes with kids because I do a lot of teaching I don't think I would ever step back into uh, a particular discipline as such um I think from past experiences when you're on a smaller more private yard you are appreciated Mm -hmm. a lot more and as much as the big show jumping yards eventing yards rely on their team and I always think behind every good professional rider is an even better team yeah um I do feel valued more as somebody who would run a yard of four or five horses because the people work full-time in businesses so that's almost my yard and I enjoy that I enjoy having the um you know it's almost it's like they're mine it's my responsibility and and I enjoy that as much as I love working on a yard of people yeah sometimes I think you can fall into a crowd of you're just another number yeah and also I think um generally with uh maybe bigger yards there sometimes can be a bit of a uh staff turnover yes then if you were on a private yard you tend to be not that you're not loyal but um you have that more um intimate I don't know if that's the right word like relationship with your customer than if you do on a bigger yard yeah absolutely I I totally agree I find and also we all know that the equine industry can be incredibly bitchy yeah and I think when there is a number of you on the yard, there's almost a little bit of competition as to who knows what and who's the, the the best as such in inverted commas. And 
I can find that quite hard to mm-hmm. deal with. So I quite like to just sort of do my own thing and, um, you know, the responsibility is all mine. Although sometimes that can fall on you quite hard when, it, yeah. <laughs> when, it is just you. when it's just you as well. Yeah, there's no one else to blame. <laughs> <laughs> so why, um, tell me about um, when you started career from 16 or maybe a bit younger, why you continued as a groom and maybe mm-hmm. not pursued like another type of, equine career yeah so when I started my freelance at 16 when I was at college I got the opportunity to go to Spain and work in Spain um with yeah with a uh, show jumper out there and I actually turned it down and I look back and and hindsight is a wonderful thing yeah um I was 16 I was in a relationship not a great relationship and I think a part of me at that age just took over and went oh well I can't go because I'm with this guy and if I go he won't be here when I get back and you know what it's like when you're really young and he obviously was not the one Uh, (laughs) and I look back and I think god if I'd have gone where would I be now yeah but then the other part of me is like well I didn't go and I've got a child and work is great and you know and I and I love what I do but I think I went down the groom route because I loved the responsibility of, you know, having so many horses to look after. And I think going down any other route, I work for a girl who is, uh, who was trying to be an equine bear, but she's now a small animal bear. And I think trying to get into that sort of industry is incredibly difficult. It's almost like if you want to become a professional show jumper, you either have to fall on luck or you've got the family background or the money. Mm -hmm. And I just think there was nothing sort of else I really wanted to go down. I'm not a pen to paper girl. So to study doing something like, um, you know, physio for horses or anything like that, I m- mentally, I can't do that for me. I'm, I'm ex- an outdoor I'm person. exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, I learned from watching and doing rather than, than writing. So that wasn't really, if I'm honest, uh, an opportunity opportunity for me that I, I, I even wanted to look down it was just it didn't even cross my mind about doing something else apart from yeah. being a groom good brilliant yeah I'm exactly the same I'm a if you show me and tell me it sticks <laughs> but if I have to read a text it just yeah. doesn't go in. I just can't <laughs> just no I can't do it um so c- can you tell me about it could be for what you're doing freelancing now or from your previous mm-hmm. groom um jobs what are the pros and cons of being a groom okay so I think with any job there are obviously many pros and many cons the pros for me would be the people I meet I even still on a daily basis there's always somebody that will walk into a yard that I don't know and I have made some of the closest you know longest life friends through being a groom Um, And even now, when I started at college, my friends who I met at college, I now teach their kids to ride, you know, so it's just, it's lovely. And we're sort of 15 years on from that now. So honestly, I would say um, the outdoor life and the people I've met are just the absolute pros. And And I've been to some amazing places, you know, I've groomed at Cheltenham for the races, I've groomed for some great people at Hickstead, you know, I've, I've been around, which is fantastic although now I like the sort of quieter um, pace of life non- yeah yeah um the con uh, I mean the cons 
it's stressful. Um, it can be incredibly stressful when it's minus six and it's freezing cold <laughs> and you're wet through and you've gone through six coats and it's and you've still got to carry on. And, you know, in racing and that sort of weather, you ride, whether yeah. it, you're three foot under snow, you're riding. Yeah. Um, so it's tough. And I would also say it's an incredibly lonely place mm. at times. I have had some real, real low times when you're on a yard and you're mucking out on your own. And you're not having a good time and you're completely just in your own head with your mm. own thoughts. Mm. I find that really difficult. Yeah. It can be incredibly lonely at times. Yeah. So what do you do in, in those situations? Is there some like a um, outsource that you can reach out to to t- like chat to someone? Or do you just chat to friends and family? I would say it's incredibly difficult because... A lot of my, although I have a lot of horsey friends who are brilliant, I can pick up the phone to a particular couple of girls and go, I'm having a really bad day. Don't really need to talk about it, but just so you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not great today. And they'll be like, that's fine, Jane, if you want to call, call. And it's just nice to let somebody know. Yeah. And I have learned that as time has gone on because, I mean, I've I've made some serious life changes whilst mucking out, you know, yeah. <laughs> thinking about um what to do there I find for us grooms there isn't a lot of help Mm. for that mentally I think it's something that could come in you know and really help the industry um like uh with racing now there's now a big thing that's coming with mental health Mm. I unfortunately lost two male friends in racing to suicide last year and at a very young age you know 30s and I just think there's such a huge gap that can be filled for mental health in the equine industry that something does definitely need to be done about it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've mentioned in previous podcasts about the British Groom Association on their website, they've got Groom Minds on there, which is about mental health. Mm-hmm. But I do feel, I mean, maybe it's just I've not noticed it before, but it's quite a new thing on their website. But like you say, I can't think of anything else or any other um, resources where people can go to in the equine industry to talk about mental health. I really, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Well, I see. I wasn't even aware that the uh, British Grooms Association had even had something like that. So, and yeah. I've been a freelance groom for you know sixteen years, sixteen, mm. seventeen years, and I, I didn't even know about that. So, um, I just think that there could be a lot more done about it because also you know when professional sportsmen as such move on from i.e the racing um and they come out of that and then they've almost got nothing to fall back on because that was their life and it's almost like we're i feel like we're similar yeah if somebody said to me you know you've got to give up the horses and go and do something else what would you do Mm. i wouldn't have a clue no because my whole world is revolved around the horses and to throw me into a completely different job Mm. i think i would just go into complete panic yeah definitely it's it's either you're all in or you're you're not yeah and it's always in your blood regardless if like with myself I had 15 years off and then I came back to it like five years ago but it's Mm. always there even having that time off it you go back to if you see a horse in the field you go back to that little girl when you're driving in the car and you see a horse in the field you're like there's a horse in the field and that love comes back (laughs) all the time but then, yeah, so I do think with the British Groom Association, with Groom Mind, it, it's definitely something they need to shout out a bit more about because obviously, like you said, you didn't know anything about it. Um, and 
it's definitely a resource I think they need to sort of pitch just a little bit more and just make other grooms more aware that there is someone there that they can talk to yeah definitely I think as time has gone on and especially during lockdown uh with COVID it's you know levels of mental health and suicide etc are just at an all-time high and Mm. I think any any help you know of anything even a number I mean I'm like I said I'm not sure what they have put on their website but even a number that maybe you could just just send a message to and somebody would just reply like I said to you about my friends and just say you know Jenny if you want to have a chat then you you can call or do you want us to call you or etc because a lot of my although a lot of my friends are horsey friends my family aren't so if I want to go home and rant about my day I almost need somebody to understand the concept of horses so I can rant because otherwise you know, if I go home to my partner and go, oh, this has happened and my client did this and the horse ended this and it's da-da-da-da, he'll go, oh, okay. But he doesn't understand no. because he has no idea about horses, which actually I think is a little bit of a blessing <laughs> in a way. <laughs> um, but I, it, like I said, it, it becomes incredibly lonely and I don't think there is enough help out there for some people that really, really need it, especially at the moment. Yeah. Well, Looking on the positive side, so you talked about the mucking out with like the lonely side, but have you mm-hmm. had any positive or any um, inspiration thoughts when mucking out? Because that's where all my inspiration comes from. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I have met some incredible people and I have worked for some, you know, incredible people as well. And I love as weird as this sounds, I love mucking out with people on the yard and listening to stories. Everybody has a story. Yeah. And it, you know, whether they've come from absolutely nothing can made themselves of something or whether they've worked for some international rider and they've traveled the world. I love to hear stories. And I think that's what keeps you going on a day when you're having a bad day and you can chat to somebody and, or even just the company is nice mm. sometimes. But yeah, I've just met, some amazing people and who I'm still in contact with and I know I could pick up the phone to at any point and just say how are you yeah so that's that's really really nice great um okay so I want to know what is your top tip so when I mean top tip it could be something that or like a hack maybe that you do like around the yard or with your business or something that you do that you think someone else might go, oh, my God, that's a brilliant idea. I don't do that. I need to do that. Oh, God, that's a hard question. <laughs> I'm looking around the yard now in my car going, what do I do that's not? I've... So it could be something silly like um, I always prep if I can the day before for the next day so then the next day it's easier for me in the mornings and I'm sure most people do that but I just like to do that and then I like to wake up knowing that I don't have to rush when I get there Mm, yeah so everything's sort of ready from the night before so you haven't got to make up feeds and that type thing yeah yeah no well we have uh, the yard I'm on at the moment we have a yard of like 13 horses so we're busy yeah um and we tend to, I mean, this sounds, this sounds like my coffee's coming, by the way. So I'm That's all right. Stop it <laughs> but this sounds really strange. What we do is we don't, we don't fill up because we have massive water buckets in our stables. And this is so, so simple. Hold on. Let me grab my coffee. Is That's that okay? all right. You go for it. <laughs> Thank you. 
drive-through, isn't it? Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so we have uh, huge water tubs in their stables because we don't, you know, obviously we all love to save money and don't like to waste water, etc., etc. So we have a little um, sieve that we go around and just literally sieve around the top of the water buckets, take out all the hay and the excess stuff and leave the water in there. And we can literally leave water in for like three, four days. Some people might not not, not like that. Yeah. Um, but I find that horses prefer to drink a little, little bit of like stagnant water almost, yeah. like they do in the field out of troughs. Yeah. So we have little sieves that all hang outside, um, that all hang outside the stable. So we can literally just go in and it's like, getting goldfish out of a, a tank <laughs> that's brilliant that's such a yeah. good idea yeah it's such a um, good idea yeah it's great but as for little hacks do you know what I I think because we probably do it on a day-to-day basis I don't really think of them as little hacks <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I know I'll we, have put you always, on the spot <laughs> yeah we always do things like um keep the marquee forked up because otherwise it gets to the point where if you don't, you then look at it and think, Oh God, that's going to take me 20 minutes when it would only take me two. Yeah. So I forked it up, yeah. things like that every day. Um, do you know what? It's a really difficult question to answer. I think um, when I hang up, I'll probably go, Oh yeah, no, we do that. <laughs> and we do. What we do do is actually when the weather's like this and it's really cold to save time with swapping rugs over in the morning, if everything's turnout rug is dry in the day, when it comes in at night, we will then put stable rugs on top of turnout rugs. So in the morning, we can just whip those off and turn them out yeah. rather than putting them underneath. Because then you've got to take your turnout rug off and your yeah. stable rug, put them back on. And it takes 10 minutes to rug something up before you've even got it yeah. out of the stable. Yeah. So that's a little hack that we do. Um, I think, easy to whip I think you've got and... two great ones there. Like, I love this yeah. idea. That's such a yeah. good idea. <laughs> it's oh, my so God. Um, it's so simple. <laughs> it is. It is so simple. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go to the quick fire and there are only a couple. So don't worry about it. So quick fire question. Are you a 19 or a night out when we can go out? Oh, I would say night in normally because I have to be on the yard by about 630 in the morning. after. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Are you tea or coffee? Although we might have just coffee. had the answer. <laughs> coffee, hundred percent coffee. Always. Are you wellies or heels? Wellies. Sweet or savoury? Oh, I think I'd have to go sweet. Okay. And yeah. are you? Would you prefer a book or a film? Oh, a book. But are you reading a book at the moment? Um, I've just. Uh, I've been reading the rules. Have you ever read the rules? No. Oh, it's oh, it's really good. You should. You, if anybody's not read the rules, you can download it on your phone, and it's brilliant. It's about dating Ooh. and about how girls should play. I don't mean play men, as in you know play yeah. loads of different men, but how you should sort of come across and and not come across too forwards and that sort of thing. And if they ask you out on a Friday for Saturday, you say no because they haven't given you enough time. You know, just yeah. laying basically laying down rules for you. And it's really, really inspiring. It's great. Oh, I'm going to have to check that one out because I'm single yeah, and I'm dating. So I clearly need to have this book. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not single and I still read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, are you a Netflixer? Do you watch binge watch any series? Yes, I'm a massive and this is going to sound awful. I'm a massive murder documentary fan. Yeah. I love that sort of thing. My partner slightly worries that I love to watch all of that. Um <laughs> 
it just fascinates me. I love the documentaries. I think they're absolutely brilliant. And what is the last series you've just binge watched? What is the last series I've just binged watched? It don't have to be on Netflix. It could be like ITV drama. Do you like an ITV drama? Do you know what? I love I love a bit of um like real life as such in inverted commas. Yeah. And I am a bit of a sucker for the real housewives of Cheshire. Oh <laughs> yeah, I am a bit of a sucker for that. I love the way they live and I, I, I just think they make me laugh. I think they're utterly brilliant. So that's <laughs> probably the last thing that I have binge watched. Yeah. Oh, great series to binge watch. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on. I really appreciate your time because I know you're busy. Um, so where can people find you on social media? So I am on Facebook. Um, I actually, although I'm on Facebook and Instagram, I'm very limited on it. I try to stay away from it because I think it can be, again, a bit mentally mm-hmm. uh, draining at times. Um, but then again, it's good for the business as well. So you can find me on Instagram and I am jbry 12 I believe. Do you know what? I actually don't know. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, on Facebook, I'm under Jenny Bryan. Um, so that's very easy. And oh, yes, on Instagram, I am under jbry 12 jbry 12 Yes. Okay, cool. Well, If you like this episode, Jenny and I would love you to screenshot and share on your stories and tag us in. And thank you so much, Jenny. Carly, thank you so much for having me on. Have a great day. And you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please would you subscribe and leave me a review. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to find me on my social media, I am on Instagram under Cobbs Equine Shop underscore services. And on Facebook, I am Cobbs Equine Shop and services. Thank you so much and I'll speak to you next time. making it if you um, like to follow me on socials my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook Cobbs Equine Services um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode